Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Top Podcast. I'm your host, Mike, joined as always by my friends Rob and Lou. What up? Yummers. <laughs> and this week, we uh, we have a fan submission for our our icebreaker question. This question comes to you from our good friend, Hot Kyle. Um, and Hot Kyle would like to know who each of our childhood celebrity crushes were. What, uh, like, okay. what what age range are we saying? Like middle school, high school? Cause, I mean, they would have been different. Or just overlapping. Yeah. I would. Say, I think he said he wants to know what our first child, okay. our first celebrity crush was. So, whatever the first one you can remember is. And I'm an idiot because I didn't think ahead and come up with an answer. So now I'm on the spot. Um, I'm gonna say it was probably Miley Cyrus's Hannah Montana. But yeah. only when she put the the fake hair on, but when she took it off. I mean, either one was fine. I was I, I was oh, in okay. high school and was like I, I didn't have any. I, my batting average was zero with women, so uh, I really did not care what color her hair was. Okay, just making sure. Lucian have thought I was really cool. Nobody else did. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, yeah, that's fair. I, yeah, I did put my stuff out there. Well, you caught me on the tail end of high school. I I, I glue up a little bit. Glowed up. Okay. Whatever, whatever you want to say. But um, yeah, I uh, I wanted to be a rock star and a normal girl who also got was a rock star. You know, hard to say, uh, hard to say no to that. And then uh, I didn't know it yet, but I I think I was attracted to crazy. So it was just a perfect storm at that point. All right, Rob, you got one. I I I do just because it's the earliest I can remember. Um, I had to look up her name, so I should tell you how much of a that I just don't remember. It's Diana Ramirez. She was the sister in the 2004 hit Fat Albert. And I just had a, you know, had a crush on her. What? That's right. You never thought you'd talk about Fat Albert on the show, especially the live action yeah. movie version. But here we are. So uh, my pick, I couldn't pick one. I had to pick two. Salma Hayek. I always mess up her name. She's from, I think what I remember her at in was Dust Till Dawn. It's a vampire movie. I watched it way too young, uh, but she is crazy in that. And then I'm trying to be as like a married guy as possible without sounding like a like a hound dog. I don't know if I'm hitting. I think people. we all understand that this isn't like, <laughs> hey, come reminisce about <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Respectful to my wife, so <laughs> I don't. Uh, but yeah, Salma Hadik. Uh, and Jessica Alba from Honey. I don't know if you guys ever seen that movie. It probably I, doesn't hold up as well. I would see. I would have said Jessica Alba from Fantastic Four. It came out around the same time. So yeah, highly recommend if you're into horror movies to watch Dustal Dawn. It's pretty good. A little inappropriate though. Right. All right. Well, there you go, Kyle. Now you know that uh, really, really random facts. But thank you for asking it. And if uh, any of the listeners want uh, want to ask their own question, we will answer it. Just ask. We are desperate for for content and for. For clicks so feel free to ask whatever you want i would love to have hot kyle on the podcast i'm, I'm shooting my shot all right oh absolutely we're getting him on here at some point it's just a matter okay. of dealing with that especially, guy's schedule especially before yeah, he yeah. you know goes big time and hits uh hollywood he, they leave yeah. for la uh in january so wow that's crazy yeah it's nuts yeah yeah i would love to tell the story the first time i met hot kyle i think <laughs> it's a pretty good story <laughs> i do love that story i mean i'm okay telling you now or do you want to save it for when if we can get them on. Oh, we should save like, it for Kyle's reaction. I would like to save it for Kyle's reaction. Yeah. But personally, yeah. Man All of right. wonder. So. 
Man of wonder. I love it. All right, Hot Kyle, you're coming on the show at some point, man. But in the meantime, we are discussing our top five favorite pieces of sports media. So if it's not the sport itself, but it is related to the sport, it is fair game. And just to really drive that point home, I'm going to start us off with my number five. And that is the 1977 classic. Mattel Handheld Electronic Football 2. Football 2 from Mattel Electronics. I said who's in there. Hey, Mattel, I know who's in there. You wish, Franco. Look at Football 2's quarterback. Ever seen a better scrambler? A better passer? That's a Bradshaw in there. Looks like a Bradshaw getting sacked to me. I'm sorry, what? Anybody? Anybody? No? You were um, born in so- like 90s. Right. I just want to make sure. We yes, <laughs> but it got a re-release in the early 2000s. I want to say 2002. And my grandma got myself, Jacob and Andrew, all copies of the re-released Mattel football. And for she got two copies of Mattel football one. And I, my guess is that there just weren't three. And so she grabbed Mattel two. And somehow I ended up with two and they both got one. And the thing about one is it's trash. It absolutely sucks. I don't understand how it got a sequel. Um, but Mattel two is one of the best time sinks I've ever come across in my life. Essentially what it is, is a three by 10 grid, each square, but it's, it's like rectangles, not squares. Each square lights up and represents 10 yards. Well, going left to right, they represent 10 yards. And then up and down, they represent in between the hashes, left of the hashes and right of the hashes. So it's like you're it's just enough that you can picture a chunk of a football field. You get your directional pad, you get and then a button that says pass and a button that says kick. And so you start it off and it's first and 10 and you back up and a bunch of defense defenders pop up. They're represented by just solid red dots and they're moving around and they try to tackle you. And your goal is just to move from the left side of the screen to the right side of the screen to gain yards. And if they blitz, there's a little there's one blinking dot that represents a receiver. And so you can hit pass and throw over somebody who crosses the line of scrimmage, try and make a completion. And then when you get to the far right of the side of the screen, you just you go right and it just loops you back to the left side of the screen. And it just it keeps track of everything. So it's like, okay, you you just went for four squares. That's four yards. It's second and six. And then it's two players. So if you score, you kick off and then everything happens mirrored. And so the next guy plays and he goes the other way. And it's genuinely like as far as just blips on a screen, the best representation of anything using that medium I've ever experienced. And it makes you feel like you're playing a football video game, even though it's literally just red lights on a green grid. Super, super fun. It was an app for a minute that I found. It was like two bucks. And I used to just sit around and play Mattel football on my phone for hours until Mattel figured out about it. And I think they like cease and desisted them and got rid of the app instead of just buying the app and making the money themselves. Because an original copy of Mattel 2, uh, Mattel Electronic Football 2, is about, oh, so it's like 177 bucks on eBay right now. So it's not just something you can pick up and have fun with, which means they, if they kept the app around, they could be making money. And instead they st- Got rid of it like a corporation. So what was your what was your thoughts on hearing the first Super Bowl live on the radio back in the day? <laughs> Man, it was the best. They had a guy on a jetpack at halftime. <laughs> Maybe that was before the game. It was a long time ago. I don't remember specifically. I have nothing to say to this. I just think it's so it fits your character so well. Dude, I'm, I'm telling proud. you. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna get a copy of the uh, the remake soon because that's a lot cheaper on eBay. 
eBay, it's the exact same thing. Next time you come over, I'm going to have you play it, and I guarantee you're going to fall in love. And or you're going to be like, this is literally the stupidest thing I've ever experienced. There's no going to be no middle ground, but it's great. It's so much fun. But I'll make sure I'll go to the right uh, right apartment this time, so I don't have to <laughs> see any random dude anywhere. So we're going to start unveiling the top gaming pot uh, gaming playthrough and mike's just gonna take a cell phone and record uh some very in-depth walkthrough <laughs> of mattel football <laughs> it's gonna be the launch episode i like it we're gonna live stream every thursday all right uh who's next so uh before i start i feel like i have a get i have to give a, a preference not preference but i feel like i have to say something before i get my top five explain it in a way i'm not much of a sports person anymore i i'm crocheting now i'm watching <laughs> great British baking shows. So I don't often take in sports media. So mine are going to be a little weird. Well, can you be, so my number I mean, five, I just had, can, I say, can you be weird than Mattel? Weird than Mattel too? Uh, that's, that's fair. That's fair. I guess you guys, the audience can judge how weird this is. Awesome. Uh, my number five, Oh, I'm sorry. I was, I was just going to ask, cause you know, I go and I'm going to start splicing and stuff. Does, did that Mattel thing even make a sound? Like how oh, am I yeah. going to, um, just put some random there's, music uh, in there, Tetris. There, there's an episode of that '70s show uh, where they're visiting, they're visiting colleges, and Kelso is actually playing Mattel electronic football, and it makes a bunch of sounds to the point that Kitty, who's going through menopause, snaps, rips it out of his hand, and then throws it out like a fourth story window. So there are there are sounds, and there is footage there's there's a whole lot you can pull from including a soundbite of kelso going i found this electronical football game <laughs> which is one of my favorite lines from the show because i was like it's uh, it was the one time that the like the 70s nostalgia actually like hit me and i was like oh, i loved that as a kid I, but you weren't born then no, but I still loved it as a kid. <laughs> Statement's true. I also liked Super Mario Bros. as a kid. I wasn't alive in 88 either. Fact Bro, checking. If you're, lying about, if you're lying about your age, just tell us. Just let us know, man. We won't judge you. There's no way to guess what my age is based on... Like, if you took my list, you'd be like, he's he's got to be over 100, right? <laughs> yeah, remember Pong? Amazing. <laughs> Pong is okay. Here's the thing it, Pong is like the Beatles. I'm glad it exists. It's boring as hell. Oh, the Beatles weren't, wow, you know, just a, a one track thing. At least they spiced it up. That's true. The, the Beatles is so extensive that it's it's more like Atari um, than it is yeah. Pong. Yeah, yeah. I respect that. And Atari's got some, some bangers, kind of. Speaking of which, to any Beatles fans out there, uh, the last Beatles song just dropped a few days ago. Go listen to it. <laughs> And uh, it gets the official Michael stamp of it's not that bad. I was wondering if you like I was going to send it to you, but I'm like, nah, he's not going to listen to it. Uh, I only listened to it because Mackenzie was like, the Beatles just dropped a song. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? And then I think YouTube heard that conversation because it was just all over my suggested. And I was like, OK, fine, I will watch it. And then it will just stop being on my suggested feed. And it was it was a decent little song. I didn't, I didn't mind it too much. Lou, what's your number five? Sorry to get all right. There. My number five. No, that's cool. I respect it. My number five is NFL bad lip reading. I went out with a girl this weekend, but we just kept having a ball. Then I come over to hang out after the game, and it's just the floor is just beanbags. So that's when I'm a jerk to her because I'm all, you pick up all your floor bags. You ain't living in Southeast Asia. I mm, love it. Good. And it's not <laughs> a sport. 
Great I feel like that's right. Am I in the, am I in the right? Oh, area? dead on. I right. love okay. that choice. Orange peanut for me? Okay, cool. Why? I expect <laughs> I'd kill for a cookie. Stingray double-sized school cool. snack. Yeah, we pick ours. I'm, I'm happy that I'm in the right area. Okay, cool. There is something extremely funny watching grown men who are so passionate about the sport that they play. And then some other person... Just dubbing all over it. Not dubbing. What do you call it? It's lip syncing? No, whatever. They, I don't know. What they that. dub over it. Dub it. Okay. And dubbing over that, like these men are just like expressing full emotions. Like they're at the high of their like their emotions and they're they're just going crazy. And they're and some other dudes like, I'll have a Scooby snack. Or let me eat a piece of cheese. <laughs> I think is absolutely hilarious. So that is my number five. Solid. That is, I man, I forgot all about those. Those are so good. Has have either of you guys like? Are they still doing them? Uh, the last one that I was when I was researching, I saw a 2022 one. So <laughs> that's nuts because those yeah. were those were popular when I was like in like freshman year of college back in uh, yeah, you know like 1914, like a, a decade. Yeah, yeah, they've been going hard. Me and my wife's walkout song. Was the Yoda one? The, uh, seagulls. And, the seagulls stop the that. The seagulls. I remember that. Seagulls. Yep. Seagulls stop that. Was my, from a hairy oh, vine. I can be a backpack <laughs> while you climb. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That was our walkout song. So. <laughs> so I good. always like the. Yeah, uh, what was what was the first one from episode four with Obi Wan? Something like. Oh, uh, it was that's also the one that really was stuck funny. In my head. I was liked it more at the times. time. We fought the mm-hmm. beast. Your old man and me. Oh. Uh, yeah yeah i don't remember what it was i i thought that one was funnier but seagull stop it now has just had like it lives rent free in my head like it's got so much more longevity for me at least where it's like i can still quote so much of it even though i didn't like it that much when i heard it whereas the other one has lost the time for me that being said i recognized it immediately when you sang that little bit i was like oh nope that's the one (laughs) uh for my number five i didn't think of video games until like what was it two hours, two or three hours ago when Lou's like, do video games count? And I'm like, I don't know why my brain just didn't think about that for the whole sports medium. Cause that's a it's a huge, like huge chunk of games. So I'm just gonna go with the NBA 2K series as my number five. Irving up top, guarded by Jackson. And really the I, I know I've played with Lou. Mike, have you ever played NBA 2K? I have not. I would challenge you and say that uh well, I mean, obviously now 2K is like the only like only option, but uh, I was an NBA Jams kid back in the day. <laughs> back where Shaq was like a sprite that was like four times bigger than everybody else in the game. Last one I played was for the 64. There's there's a reason 2K is uh, still around today. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, That's cool. Yeah, I mean, the, the online is toxic as all get out and sweaty. Really, the 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 moments that I think fondly of is just playing with friends and playing with friends online is the fun part because you're they're just like we're trying to actually play like some, you know, team basketball and pass it. And then everyone's just cheesing like the same move and just like, all right, this isn't fun. But like it was fun just, you know, uh, being with friends and bonding over that. And it's definitely the most I yell like I'm not really a yeller when it comes to video games. Some people are. That's just not me. But nothing gets me screaming more than 2K. And man. It can be infuriating at times, but it's it's fun. It's uh, definitely. I wish I played it in its prime. I didn't get into the two. I used to play NCAA 2K. They had that back in the day. Play that in like middle school, high school. 
But then I didn't really play the NBA games until I think 2020 was my most recent one. So I wish I would have been able to play them in my prime, like in their prime, because a lot of people say like they've gone downhill from now. But yeah, I just I enjoy playing with friends, and you know, I always enjoy playing like the Hall of Fame teams and all that. So. Nice, nice. Because 2K is closer to like Madden, and it's more of a like a realistic simulation of the game as opposed to a um, like an arcade style, right? Yeah, so it's a simulation, and yeah. that's the reason why there's no competitions because they own the rights to basketball simulations from the NBA. Yeah, so. Yeah, no, that bugs me because I always liked the uh, like the more arcade style sports games. I thought that was way more fun than the the, the more modern like simulator style game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I just think it's bad to have like that broad category because sports games have become stagnant now. So I think that that wasn't right. Uh, you need competition. Mm-hmm. That's basic economics. Yeah. Yeah, I have this huge love hate relationship with 2K. Yep, that's it's what. it's almost like it's insane. Yeah, because I I love nothing more than creating a center and then just being the best center in the league. It is I don't it brings me so much joy. But the amount of the you have to spend I think you have to spend about you have to spend I, I correct me if I'm wrong you have to spend at least over a hundred dollars if you want to upgrade your character you have to spend over a hundred dollars to do it like fast. Does that make Are you sense? saying hours or dollars? Oh, fast. Well, it must have been dollars. Yeah, so dollars, actual dollars. Yeah, that's the problem with the new like sports games in general is like it's like, oh, we're just gonna make it so it takes forever to get to max level, but you can pay your way to get mm-hmm. there. Then it's something stupid like that. Yeah, but I, I never maybe I spent like a dollar here or there, but I never, you know, did that huge jump. Yeah, and if you want to not spend any money, it takes about it, it takes, takes like I feel like three seasons. Yeah, it takes like two or three seasons of full every playing every single game. It's either a hundred dollars or three hundred hours. Yep, basically. Exactly, pretty much. And it, it just bums me out, dude, because it's it, it's all just like a cash grab. But it's it is such a fun game, especially when you're playing it with people. Yeah, I used to play my favorite times of 2K is playing it against kids and then pretending like I didn't know how to play the game and then absolutely destroying <laughs> them. So that, 2K, that is absolutely my favorite. Or sorry, Connect Four. <laughs> Mr. Lou, I'm so sick of being destroyed in Connect Four. Can we play a video game? Oh my gosh! I think that's a theme. I didn't notice that until you set that up. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's this thing called 21. So if you get past 21 points, you beat them. And I loved just 21 kids constantly and just like running through the gambit of people. All right. Um, my number four is much, much, much more modern. It's the 1994 Super Nintendo masterpiece, Tecmo Super Bowl. I knew uh, dude, yeah. it's possibly the best sports game ever. If you prefer, like, like objectively, it's going to come down to whether you prefer simulator or that's or arcade. But as far as the arcade sports game right goes, there. there's there's yeah. no comparison. It's a game that is still to this day updated and like and like online. They have a modern roster emulation that's happening. It's like like. The community is alive and well, and you don't have to pay a cent. Although you probably should for a legal ROM. But yeah, this is uh, this was a game that my dad and my uncle used to play, and so I just came into it as part of the family. And I was a kid, and I was like, "I'll be the Cowboys." Sure, that's a cool name. Um, little did I know it was the Super Bowl champion Emmett Smith, Troy Aikman, Michael Irving Cowboys, and so. 
like that was I had no idea that I was picking one of the two best teams in the whole game, but I was. And so I kind of fell in love with the Cowboys. And in high school, me and my dad played an entire season where I played as the Cowboys and he played as the Bills. And we ended up both going to the Super Bowl, which fittingly enough was the Super Bowl that year. But he won. And so that game created a soft spot in my heart for the Cowboys that the real life Cowboys have slowly eroded and turned into a moderate dislike and then kind of a passionate dislike for the Bills. So um, last week when uh, trainer Canfield was like, yeah, I'm a, a Cowboys fan and a Bills fan. I was like, I, I don't know how to feel about this. But yeah, it was it was a great game. You would instead of it being you the cameras behind the quarterback and you see down the whole field, it was left to right. Uh, you only had eight plays and they were toggled to your your D pad and then your A and B button. So you had up, down, left, right. And then it was like. I think A was pass and B was run or vice versa. And so you just select from a grid which play you wanted to run. And then the defense would also pick one of those eight plays. And so if they picked your play, it was just an automatic sack or tackle for loss. But what made the Super Nintendo version so good was one, you had a couple extra buttons. So they had some added features like jumping over the, the pile. So if it was third and one, fourth and one, you could just press Y it, you'd line up and it would automatically go into an animation where you, the running back would just leap over the pile. But as the defense, you also had the option to press Y. And if you both pressed Y at that point, you'd go up and then the animation would be you being like sky tackled and brought back down behind the line. And then the problem was if you pressed Y, but the offense called a real play, it was just a guaranteed blown coverage and they would get massive yardage. So there was just like, it was this constant game of like, kind of like, okay, there's only eight plays and so it was situational awareness, but also knowing who you were playing and trying to guess what they would do. And it was just, it was so much fun. It's uh, an even more realistic version of football than Mattel Electronic Football 77. And I still play it every now and then to this day. So if you have access, check it out. It's definitely worth it. Yeah, I've never heard anybody so show so much love to this thing. So, I mean, it's it's inspiring to, to hear it. It's a classic, man. It's classic for a reason. It is a classic. I I don't watch any Family Guy anymore, but when I think of that game, I think of Family Guy with uh, Wait, Bo Jackson. Who, oh yeah, and the original Bo Jackson was super broken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, one of the problems I have with like football games in general. For all the plays, your your opponent can easily look over and kind of guess what you're picking. So that's what I like from Tech Mobile is that it was all on one screen. So you can be like, oh, there's only three pass options on, on screen. I wonder what right? you can do. Yeah, oh, the whole playbook was there. Now, I will say this, not that this is really applicable to anyone, but never play this game with my Uncle Paul because he's so, <laughs> so unbelievably like locked in and overthought on this thing. He plays the Eagles, who weren't that good, but they had... Oh, what's his name? They had an... He was like... He was like the original, it was Warren Moon and this other guy, Cunningham, Randall Cunningham. He was one of the first mobile quarterbacks of the modern era. And so he's really fast in the game. And he just, he changes his entire playbook up so that everything is either a, a QB sneak or you can run, like he'll call a pass play, but he'll still run like it's a QB sneak. And so you have to decide, do I do I try and tackle the quarterback, in which case I'm pulling somebody out of coverage and he's going to throw over my head? Or do I stay in coverage, in which case he's going to run and gash me for a bunch of yards? It's not fun. He's so good at it. It has legitimately ruined, uh, like, this game would be higher up if I hadn't played him so many times. There are some bad memories associated with it as well. Just sure. endless beatdowns. Can you, can you random pick a team in there? Oh, uh, I don't think that's an option, but I mean, you could, you could just pick a, you know, 
a random number generator. Yeah, because that's like the the one good thing like that's common in 2K is you get like three randoms and you pick from that. So you're not always picking like the same team or like the best team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's the thing is he's not even picking one of the best teams. He's picking a, a mid team and then you can pick one of the top three teams and he'll still kick your ass. It's awful. At the sauce. What can you say? I don't even know what that means. <laughs> you got to watch the movie Juice. Okay, so I have a three-way tie. Oh, my. For my number four. Yeah, I know. What? Um, so I'm struggling to figure out which one I want to say. Uh, they're all video games. I'm just going to say them, and then I'm only going to... I'm Then I'm going to choose which I'm going to actually talk about. All right. All right, so for my number four, I got Mario Kart, Tony Hawk Underground, and NCAA 14. Ooh. Oh, I, I, Mario Kart's not a sports game. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll yeah, give it to why. him. It's go-karting. <laughs> yeah, you guys... It's, it's a lot more exciting than if he picked freaking Forza, so... Or uh, Gran Turismo. I'm going to say... I'm going to pick... Ooh, it's between NCAA 14 and Tony Hawk Underground. Yeah. I I feel like football has been talked enough about, so I'll do Tony Hawk Underground. Mm-hmm. Music power. <laughs> uh, all right, so Tony Hawk Underground, 2003 skateboard video game. It's the fourth, it's the fifth edition of the game, which I didn't know at the time. Yeah, because the Pro Skater series came before it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So... Uh, the reason I'm picking this is because it's like an emotional connection to it. So when I was young, I think I was, I couldn't have been any older than maybe 12. I, I don't think I was 13. Me and my family went rollerblading or roller skating. And uh, there was, in my mind, the most beautiful girl I've ever seen in my entire life. Roller skating right in front of me. And uh, I had to go see her. I had to at least see her face because I could only see it behind her. She had just beautiful blonde blowing hair. And I was like, this is this is the love of my life, and I need to skate faster. So as this chubby, you know, 12-year-old kid, uh, thinking that he could go faster, I fell right on my face. And I broke my tooth. <laughs> I went straight face, broke my tooth. In my mind, I remember an indent in the in the rink where my tooth hit. I don't know if that's 100% true. I don't want to falsely claim something that that actually didn't happen. But then I was crying. I never got to sell the girl. And the way that my family showed me love is buying me this Tony Hawk Underground. And uh, it just just made me feel better, to be honest with you. It was awesome. So yeah, so one of my favorite things about Tony Hawk uh, Underground was that you got to climb things. So you actually got to get off your board and climb things. And you got to like get on top of roofs and stuff. And I thought that was the coolest thing. And then the highlight of the game for me is when I got to do, uh, you got to jump over a helicopter in Hawaii. And do the 900. Uh, was it the 900 or the McTwist? I thought it was the McTwist, I, but. I, I could have sworn it was the 900, but I could be wrong. Okay, either one. But that was just so cool. I just don't think video games have moments like that anymore, personally, for me. Uh, that just blew my mind as a child. So yeah, I, I really only played yeah. the second one, Underground Two, and that one was so much fun. And you could unlock Shrek as a as a mm. extra character. What yeah. what system were you playing on? That would have been PlayStation Two. Okay, interesting. I don't remember unlocking Shrek on that. I I got obsessed with the the Tony Hawk games, also starting with Underground, and yeah, I played so much of that. I love getting uh, you could unlock Iron Man as the special unlock in Tony Hawk Underground one. And you, you you like you unlocked Iron Man and a special kiss concert arena, which seems but it's like, why, why are these two things 
Like they're completely unrelated and very random, <laughs> but it was so much fun riding around on the special Iron Man board during the Kiss concert. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think Tony Hawk overall is a, just an amazing guy. I've yeah. seen him do so many charitable things. I've seen him drive around and just give kids boards. Do a kickflip. Um, yeah, yeah. I, Tony Hawk is just an awesome person. I haven't got to see his documentary yet, but uh, dude, it's really good. I, I really enjoyed it. It's funny you brought up Tony Hawk because uh, I was scrolling through YouTube and I saw that he did a, a Hot Wins yesterday when I was sitting on the couch with Becca. I'm like, mm. oh, let's watch this. And she she doesn't really, you know, know skateboarding all that. She's like, man, he seems like a really cool dude. I'm like, yeah, he, he's, a, he's a good guy. I know his charity like opens up skate parks and now he has uh, one or two in Detroit. And it's just a uh, really humble guy. His Twitter is pretty hilarious because he gets like, do you look like Tony Hawk? He's like, I get that a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. Those are some of my favorite stories. Where like when he's getting on a plane and he's like, "What's your name, Tony Hawk?" No, really. And he's like, "No, really, yeah. it's me." <laughs> it's funny that you saw the hot ones because I saw the hot ones too, and it, it's hilarious that they chose Tony Hawk to eat their hot pockets. Mm-hmm. Like so many celebrities are on that show, and they would wouldn't dare to offer a hot pocket to. To anybody, Brian Cranston. <laughs> but they would, they were like, "Hey, Tony Hawk, you want to eat some hot pockets?" And he's like, "I feel like he was happily eating those hot pockets." Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he's such a just—he's a dude. <laughs> yeah, like, dude, that's, that's awesome. It's, it's not like a shtick, but it is kind of a shtick. Is that he's like, "No, nah, man, I'm just a guy. Like, I happen to have more yeah. money than you're ever going to be able to dream of, but I'm just a dude." Like, did you guys ever skateboard as uh, as kids? I owned a skateboard and liked to think that I skateboarded. Same. Exactly yeah. the same. I, say, I, 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 I almost ollied. Like, I almost, I, I remember playing this game and being like, Mom, I need a skateboard. This is my life. This is who I'm going to be. And then she bought me this cheap Spider Man skateboard. And I remember almost ollieing and then giving up. Yeah. I'm, I'm I could very- ollie really high. Sorry. Um, I could ollie really high in place and not at all if I was moving even a little bit. Yeah, I I kind of like you guys where I could sometimes ollie, but I would mostly just like riding my board around. One time I accidentally like did a kickflip. I didn't land on the board, but I'm just like, how did I do that by accident? You did a kickflip? Yeah, well, I like I did. messing. I was just messing around the board and like you know the board spun up and all that. I didn't land on it, but I'm like, man, how did I do that? Never could never figure it out. I landed one kickflip like one time after hours and hours and hours and hours of trying. And only if you count the three second rule, like I had it, got the three. I was like, I landed it. And then next thing I knew I was on my butt. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> um, It is so hard. It is. I don't think people understand yeah, how it's, hard it is. No, skateboarding. Like if you can, if you're like a really good skateboarder, it, it is beyond me. Like I just can't fathom everything that goes into it. Now, I do think scootering has gotten really big in the skate park scene. It has. It's weird. Um, and low-key, kind of fun. Worth trying if you can get your hands on a decent scooter. Get that Razor scooter from back in the day? No. I mean, uh, that I Razor scooted like crazy in middle school. You kind of want to put some real money into a scooter if you're going to take one to the skate park. Because I got a cheap one. Just be like, let's go to the skate park and see what this is all about. This would be a good way to get some like some exercise. And I destroyed the scooter in like two goes, like two trips to the park. But I, I got a decent one after that just because I was having so much fun. And it was it was seriously some of the most fun I've had in my adult life until I way over uh, shot something in a bowl and ended up dropping like seven feet and landing on my sh- or like screwing up my shoulder and back. That was bad. Like I was trying to just go up the bowl 
and turn around and go back down and I didn't get enough height and ended up doing kind of a sick backside grind, but I couldn't get out of it and just like toppled from like a, it was like a four foot bowl. And then I, I fell like head over heels <laughs> into the bottom of the concrete. And uh, yeah, that was kind of the end for me. I was like, okay, I, uh, I'm too old for this. Yeah, I tried doing a drop in once. Like my mom drove me to the Westland Skate Park. I tried doing a drop in once, just wiped out right on my butt. And I'm like, all right, time to go. <laughs> right. <laughs> Dude, your mom dropping in on a skateboard is so hard because yeah. you have to lean in, like a it. terrifying amount forward to the point where it feels like you're going to lose all your teeth. But if you don't, you're going to fall back and land on your ass. And well, and I felt yeah. like when we went there, it was on a movie. Like I got there, like some guy was walking out with a bloody arm. I'm just like, what did I get myself into? <laughs> I go and try. I'm, like, I'm going to do this. That, Bam. Just, the, the Westland one, is that the one right across from uh, like the Kroger, like right by the library? Yeah, right by their city hall. That, that's that's the same one that I, I hurt myself at. It's a, it's a really nice skate park. And it, it's so funny because I went and I was like, man, there's got these punk kids. They're going to give me a hard time. I'm like. I'm going to have to be like, be really, really hard. And they were all like, dude, it's really cool to see you out here. And like, you, you, you're Come doing on, it. Grandpa. This is awesome. And like, no, like for real, they were all so cool. Everybody there was super chill. The only guy where I was like, wow, this person is a total asshole was older than I was. And I was like, dude, come on, they're kids. Chill out. Uh, and like, like I legitimately like, like if I had kept going, I probably would have had like decent acquaintanceships. With a bunch of just random high schoolers because they were all just like, come on in. Like, we're all just like sharing the park and having a good time. And like, it, it is such a good atmosphere at the skate park. I couldn't believe it. And that's crazy because like back in the day, like what you you skated on or whatever was like you you were a diehard fan. Like if you're a skateboarder, you wouldn't be caught in blades or if you're a blader, you wouldn't be caught in like anything else or a right? scooter. And so that's crazy that happens. I was surprised my middle of nowhere town in North Dakota has like a mini skate park. I'm like, what the heck? What's going on here? No, there's there's a couple like Tony Hawk's a big one, like you were saying, but there's a few different organizations that are just trying to get skate parks in small areas because really it is like a great way to like give kids an outlet that would otherwise just get bored and get kind of delinquent, you know, mm-hmm. uh, scooter yeah, people. Yeah. So I don't talk to them. That was the other thing is it was like I was there. It was like there was a couple people on inline skates who were doing just wild stuff. People who can skate and just like go full out. Incredible. Uh, there were some BMX guys, a lot of scooters, a couple of skateboards and like everybody was getting along. And like it was the kind of thing where I was like, I feel like you need guards with guns to get people to adhere to the rules this much in any other situation. And instead, it was just a bunch of high schoolers and then like young kids and everybody got their turn. Like it didn't matter if you were 18 or eight, like everybody was just like, no, we're, we're all sharing this thing together. It was just it was wild. I've never seen anything like it. Skate park is the secret to utopia, apparently. One one last thing I'll ask is, did you guys ever get state uh, skate shoes and what were the brands you had? I mean, I still like to rock a pair of Vans, but that's more of an aesthetic thing at this point. Um, but I had, I had a sick black and neon green pair of DCs that Steve just gave to me. They were like $120 shoes that he was like, Hey, these will fit you. You want them? And I was like, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I love DCs probably from like ninth grade to like sophomore year of college. I was always rocking DCs. Love them. Thought about buying another I pair. I had a, I had a uh, black DCs, all black for a little bit. They're fat shoes though. Yeah, they were, they're not really yeah. like, they don't work for my style anymore. But they were super cool in uh, middle school. Or my, I did, I did like Heelys back in the day. <laughs> Dude, I always wanted a pair of Heelys so bad. Got them secondhand at a garage sale. I feel I like you can cut this entire chunk and just use it as a little like supplemental pod. All right. My number four 
is um, another podcast by the website Pride of Detroit. It is a Detroit Lions website, and they do a podcast. They call it the POD, Pride of Detroit Cast, so podcast. Welcome to the POD Cast, the Pride of Detroit podcast, which you can catch on all of your podcasting platform. Now streaming live both on YouTube and Twitch. My name is Jeremy Reisman. I am. But they're just very. Um, the main person is a beat writer for the Lions. So that means he has like access to the facilities and players. He travels to the games and all that. And they just have a lot of people there that are very passionate about football and very passionate about the Lions. And they just they have some good insight. And it's um, really nice to listen to. If you guys are interested this uh, this month, they're doing a Movember where they're take donating money to the Michigan's Alzheimer's Association and the animal shelter. So they they do a lot of things like I was watching the podcast from yesterday in between like segments. So they do it on Twitch and they, they cut up like the sections of the pod and they put it for a podcast, you know, the audio, but then like in between those sections, they'll do crazy stuff. So like for this, like they're writing on their faces to like spoonful uh, folds of wasabi and like smashed eggs on their heads just because like it was like donation goals and all that. So it's just really cool to see them kind of going to that. And it's uh, I like organizations that also will do like charity work and things like that. That's awesome, man. I, I think if uh, if I wasn't a receptionist, I would love to be a beat writer for a sports team. That'd be my, my my next choice. That'd be such a cool life. It'd be hard for, you know, with someone with a family, but especially That's if true. you had like a basketball or hockey or baseball with oh playing gosh, you know, 80 yeah. plus games a year. No. Well, I mean, for me, it has to be football. That's, yeah. uh, football is the sport. Everything else is fine, I guess. So for people who don't know what beat sports, uh, beat writing is, uh, why don't you explain? So a beat writer is basically um, a designated writer to that team for a certain news group. So they're this one is their own website. So they have, you know, they're the beat writer for Pride Detroit, the, the, the sports writer for Pride Detroit. But like the Detroit Free Press has a beat writer, so they're writing stories. The Detroit, oh, what's the opposite of the Free Press? But like the different news outlets have one. The Athletic Express. The what? Nothing. No. <laughs> the like the uh, Athletic also has um, a sports writer for each team that lives in the area and they travel with teams and all that, and they get access to the locker room and things like that. Yeah, you're basically like a traveling reporter dedicated to the team, and that'd be cool. Yeah, and they get uh like access to the media rooms and all that. And they usually have like food at games. The The host team will have like a whole spread for them, which I guess for the Detroit Pistons, they actually have one of the best spreads in the whole NBA. So shout out to the to Tom Gores for that. I, got, I don't I'm not the benefit of it, but, you know, good job. It's, it's still cool. <laughs> <laughs> we like good food here at the top podcast. <laughs> it's true. And positive uh, outlook on Detroit. So good job. I wonder if they like, I wonder what was on the spread. Like, I, I picture Coney dogs, just straight up. Dude, I pictured the exact same thing. It's got to be like classier I, than I that, but like that was what came to mind. Like that, but like some places yeah. are just like pizza or you know chicken nuggets and things like that. But I guess they put in the spread at yeah. Little Caesars. It's not just hot and ready's. But that'd be hilarious. That would, that be, would be hilarious. It'd be funny the first time, but I could not imagine <laughs> like, oh my god, I've been covering this team for seventeen years. I'm so sick of hot and ready's. Yeah, I eat hot, hot and ready every ready's. day. We play six hundred pounds. Hot and ready's and uh, Kid Rock. The Kid yeah. Rock. Uh, <laughs> the Kid Rock restaurant. <laughs> I think that got. I think Kid Rock gave up on the lease. I don't know what's there now, but I believe that. Was oh, there. it's not there no more. Yeah, maybe uh, Mom Spaghetti caters. I don't know. Uh Kid Rock is a. I I would love to talk about Kid Rock on this podcast. He is. A he's he's a character, man. He is a, a hardcore character. Top five Kid Rock. <laughs> I can't say I know five of them, but. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say I got a uh, I got one fond memory relating to Kid Rock, and uh, it's a good one, but I, I would be hard pressed to come up with the second. 
Yeah, so Andrew, I know you're going to listen to this. Go uh, go check out the, the POD cast when you're done listening to us. There you go. There you go. Shout out, Andrew. All right, number threes. My number three is um, is a rare non-football topic for me. It is the uh, the hit Apple TV show, Ted Lasso. which is about a football team. Specifically, it is about a football team that is acquired by Rebecca. Uh, She's one of the main characters. And when her and her husband divorce, she knows that the only thing her husband really cared about was the football team. And so she makes sure that's the thing she gets in the divorce. And she is determined to hurt her ex-husband by burning the team to the ground. And so she hires Jason Sudeikis, who plays Ted Lasso, who is a college football coach in America to be the head coach of her football team. And it's it, like, I think it was originally a, like it was a short that ESPN did um, where they're like, yeah, wouldn't this be funny? And like Sadek is like, Hey, let's turn this into a show. And it is one of the best TV shows. I like forget sports just in terms of shows. It is one of the best TV shows I've ever seen in my entire life. Hysterically funny, super smart. Like it's got that, that uh, go figure. It's got that British edge that appeals to me. And it's just like you got jokes that are right up front. You got jokes that are visual gags in the background. You got jokes about Americans not understanding how Britain works. And that's all really great. Um, but what the heart of the show is Jason Sudeikis as Ted Lasso. And he is just the most good and genuine guy you could ever hope to meet. So d- no matter what Rebecca throws at him and what she does to try and ruin the team's success as in the wins and the losses... Ted is just there to make a difference in his players' lives and hopefully win some games. And like it's it's such a different take on TV where normally it's like it like the trend is we got these really broken people and they're kind of good, but they're kind of evil and nobody's nobody's worth aspiring to. Um, and that's what that's what sells. Ted Lasso is just I'm going to be good all the time. And I'm going to drag these people along with me. And my goodness is going to be infectious in this really, really dysfunctional space. And over three seasons, you get to watch how just even though as time goes on, you see more and the more in the cracks in Ted and his own personal things that he needs to fix. You see how his just his dedication to just being a good person just rubs off and you watch just characters that you hate at the beginning of the show slowly develop into just some of the greatest characters I've ever seen. You watch angry people learn to be communicative. You watch selfish people learn to be selfish. You watch scared people learn to be confident. It's just, it is so heartwarming. And yet at the same time, it is so funny. Um, And also it's set in Britain. So there are more F-bombs than a Stephen King novel. And yet somehow it is still like one of the most wholesome shows I've ever seen in my life. Um, Can't recommend it highly enough. And I can't speak anywhere near as well about it as the infinite number of YouTube retrospectives that are out there can. So if you're like, "Eh, maybe it's okay, but I don't know, go watch a retrospective on YouTube. You'll be sold. Um, I didn't want to like this show. My my in-laws really liked it. And I was like, soccer and my in-laws... Nah, I'm good. And I saw half of the season two finale and I was like, you have to watch this. And so I watched the entire thing in secret and didn't tell anyone in my family I was watching it until I was caught up. And I was like, "Okay, fine. That show's pretty good, actually. So even not wanting to like the show, I couldn't help but like this show. Uh, You should definitely check it out. It's 
one of the best things I'm ever going to recommend on this podcast, without a doubt. Yeah, I've heard of it, but I can't say much besides that. Yeah, I really want to watch it, but I don't have Apple TV. Who so. does? All right, that's what yeah. we'll start doing on uh, on Guys Night. We'll we'll start doing a Ted Lasso, uh, a weekly Ted Lasso watch. I'm down. Yeah, I wouldn't mind it. And there's a couple of things on Apple TV. I think um, Ben Stiller has a called Sub- Severance. Is that what it's called? You guys know what I'm talking about? I've heard of. I've not heard of that one. Severance, but I didn't know it was Ben Stiller. Pretty sure Ben Stiller was the one that directed it. But there's yeah, there's a couple of things that I've been wanting to watch that I don't yeah. want to bootleg. Shrinking, yeah. Shrinking is also it's on there. That's really good. It's um, Jason Segal, Marshall from How I Met Your Mother, and then um, mm. Harrison Ford, um, Indiana Jones. And I, I they, don't think <laughs> that's so funny, dude. <laughs> that's the funniest thing you've ever said. I was I, I it came to me and I was like, well, is it gonna be a good joke? Is it gonna be a good one? Uh you know Blade Runner, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I was trying to think of something more obscure, but nothing came to mind. Oh, American well, graffiti extra. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but uh it, yeah, it's those two and they're both um they're the big names anyway, and they're both psychiatrists. Jason Seagal just decides to just go totally off the rails and like start being super unprofessional. And like, like it's one of those things where it's like, I can, I can see the answer and I'm supposed to guide you to it, but I just can't do it anymore. And so he just starts like yelling at his patients and you start seeing these short term like fixes where it's like, wow, it's working. So he goes totally rogue, but then cause he's doing it wrong. It starts all collapsing in on him. Super another show that's super funny and super clever. Not quite as hard. It takes a little longer to be heartwarming, but also very good. All right, All right. Lou, what do you what do you got? All right, so I have two. I have changed my list like a madman <laughs> on the fly. Uh, on the fly, I have so many. Uh, I'm gonna do two movies. So okay, so so my first movie, so my number three is Ford versus Ferrari. Great. Um, Ooh, nice. Why don't we take it for a spin? What? Yeah, go on, Mr. Ford. Hop on in. Oh, God. Sat on my nuts. We're going to build the next one for comfort. Oh. Don't you worry. I, I, so Robert recommended me this movie. I can't even remember. I feel like years ago. Probably when came it came out. 2019. I only saw it the one time. Yeah. Ago. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to watch a movie about grown men making cars racing around. Like, I, it's just like, I'm out here trying to watch anime. I don't know why you recommended me this to me. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, I'm trying to finish Naruto and that's 700 episodes here. So just chill out. Um, but I just, on a whim, I just watched it and it is so, so I will. Okay. So the plot is, is in the simplest terms, it Henry uh, Ford company tries to buy out Ferrari uh, or try to part. I'm pretty sure buy out Ferrari or partner with them, but Ferrari used Ford for the publicity and then got Fiat to to either partner with Ferrari or buy Ferrari. And so Ford got upset. And so what Ford wanted to do was build a car to beat Ferrari in this race called 24 Hours of Le Mans. That is, Hold that on, is this the, is the story of PlayStation and Nintendo. Yeah, I guess so. I never thought about it, but yeah. Exact same thing. And so that is the basic, like, if you want to, if you're into cars or you're into car history, you'll you'll wet your pants for that. What I love about the movie, well, wetting the pants, like, peeing, not, like, jizzing at all. <laughs> <laughs> I knew what you uh, meant. Okay, just to make sure. okay, just wanted to make sure we're on the same page here. We're PG thirteen here. We Sorry. were until a minute ago. <laughs> the reason why I love this film 
is the I, I believe the main character you can argue that Shelby is the main character but the main character for me is this guy called Ken, Ken Miles so he is the racer the one that is racing the car uh, and I think his character was just so beautiful so Kent is a World War II veteran and he is angry all the time and you can he you find that out in his character pretty early when he's throwing wrenches at people and he's cussing people out. But he is an amazing driver. And the way that he gets into the zone when he's driving, I think is it's it's beautiful to watch. But what is even better than that is his relationships are surrounding him and the way that he nurtures those relationships. So he has this wife who is so supportive and so loving and and believes in him in ways that like I see my wife in kind of, and I think that's kind of why am I Ken Miles? Maybe who knows? And and his relationship with his son, uh, who is also in love with racing, and the way that he fosters that with his son, and and his how his son is such a fan for his father, and it's just it it is it is a beautiful it is a beautiful character, and the way that he grows and and his downfalls, and the way that he is working with his partner, who is his. I think his best friend, but because of Ford and how politics work, uh, Shelby has to make decisions that doesn't favor his friend in the beginning. And in the way that Ken works through it and the way that his wife supports him through that, it is a beautiful movie. I, I, even if you don't like racing, I think you should totally watch it. Yeah, I wasn't expecting to like it, but then I went and saw it, in th- especially in theaters, because, you know, the surround sound and everything really gets you feel like you're, you're there. But yeah, it's a yeah, really yeah, great yeah. movie. Funny too. Yeah. It has some I got, really funny points. It does. After watching them film, uh, the next day I got into my car, which is a just a beat up SUV, and I felt like I felt like I was like speeding. I was like revving the engine. I was like into, I was revving. That was a revving the engine because if I did, the engine would drop out of the car. <laughs> but I got to forty, and I was like. This is the real deal. I'm going fast. Oh, yeah. I recommend it all. Yeah, I feel like whenever I heard people talk about it, I was like, this has to be so much more than just a car movie. Like, yeah, I could tell right away. I was like, this has got to be a people movie because this concept just doesn't hold up enough to be as big as everybody's talking about unless there's something more. Yeah, to be fair, Christian Bale, is an, I think, is probably one of my favorite actors. Yeah, uh, dude I, can carry a movie. Yeah, yeah. I well, mean, also Matt Damon, fair. right? Uh, yeah, and Matt Damon's good. I think he plays he plays this country guy, this Texas guy, pretty well. But he doesn't have a lot of lay. I don't think I don't think he has a lot of layer to him, personally. Versus Christian Bale, who is who can sweat on command. I I I, I figured that out. It's nuts. That is, that is nuts. I mean, that's what the that's what people say that he can sweat on command. Fun fact for you. That movie is only called Ford versus Ferrari in the U.S. because no one in the U.S. knows what the Lemens is. But like outside of the U.S., it's Lemens than whatever year it was or whatever. I thought that was interesting. Oh wow! They dumped it down that for us. That's fun. I Which, love how, to be fair, was probably a good call because I I would not have gone to see Lemens. Ferrari either. So you know. No, but I would at least be at least I knew what it was and could yeah. like consider it. Yeah, I always thought it was funny that uh, in the race they start outside their cars, and I was like, "This is such a French." I feel like this is such a French move to do. Is that if you're racing cars, you would just be in the car when you're racing. You'd have to run to your car <laughs> and go off. I don't know. It was just kind of. They should implement that in Mario Kart. That'd be kind of fun. Wait, that would be kind of fun. Does this mean Talladega Nights is a sports movie? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I was thinking about Ricky Bulby. <laughs> you can walk. I can't remember. 
Fuck. Such a Fuck. crazy movie. All right, Rob, what do you got for four? For my number three, three. Excuse me. Yeah. Three. My number three, I have another local podcast, and that's the Winged Wheel Podcast. Welcome to the Winged Wheel Podcast. Here to talk all things hockey are your hosts, Brad Crisco, Ryan Hanna, and Evan Lobsinger. It is Detroit Red Wings, and it's really just a, a very solid podcast. And for being a local podcast, I mean, they do, they do talk about stuff going around the NHL because, you know, that's just more content. But they're like one of the top rated podcasts, and it's mostly on the Red Wings, which is really cool to see. But it's just it's it's funny. I think they're all Canadian. So you get the, the you know, a boot and just those mm-hmm. those. The Windsor accent, where it's basically someone from Michigan, but then you get the occasional A or, you know, Canadian thing. And yeah, just very solid content, very knowledgeable people. And they also do some some good charity work. Go check out the Winged Wheel podcast. Yeah. What made you pick uh, the Wings podcast over the Pistons or the Pride of Detroit podcast? You know, I think it was simply that it came to my mind first. I get um, that. I'm going to shoot you straight. That Those could be switched out interchangeably. They are not yeah, players, yeah. though, since that was a sticking point from the other one. They're just they're they're fans. And it's one thing I think is cool. I, I don't know why I didn't mention this. They're actually got to like such a big following that they have at least two winged wheel podcast nights for the Red Wings where like they get co-branded like this past one. They had like beanies. So they're like the wow. Wings organization like reaches out and they do events together. And that's just really cool to see that, you know, the teams are paying attention to local local um, media and things like that. So that's cool. Nice, nice, nice. That's really cool. I have no follow-up questions to your podcast. Yeah. I figured the podcast ones were, would be kind of low conversation, but I'm just a podcaster talking about podcasts on my podcast, you know? <laughs> my mind. Well, to, uh, to just, you know, continue the hype going forward, kind my number podcast. two is the Around the NFL podcast. The Around the NFL podcast. Turn this up in my headphones. From the Chris Westlake Podcast Studio, it's Around the NFL. I am Dan Hansis. Heroes here, Greg Rosenthal, Mark Sessler. Uh, the, the NFL.com Around the NFL Podcast crew, Greg Rosenthal, Dan Hansis, and Mark Sessler break down the latest football news with a dash of mirth. This, uh, that? That Yes, that is the description oh, of okay. the show. And, memorized. Uh, I, I, I have it very close to memorized. I just wanted to get it exactly right. The dash of mirth has always just made me smile because every single creative thing I have brought to this podcast has been in an attempt to emulate the Around the NFL podcast's feel. It was originally four guys. Uh, we'll get into that in a bit. But now it's it's three guys and they talk about football every week. But there's there's so much more to that. It's the 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 feeling of like oh these guys are friends and they're chopping it up and they have their jokes and they're running gags and it's just like when when you listen to the show regularly it's it feels like coming home a little bit for me it is a part of my routine that just gives me comfort and joy and also lets me engage with my favorite sport and these guys they're funny they're knowledgeable they're uh, they're old veterans of the uh the journalism the sports journalism world and the the show actually started on oh what's his name Oh, shoot. I can never remember this guy's name. He's a Steelers fan, and he had a podcast. You're an eating tree. Uh, no, I don't, I don't remember. It started as just like an ex, like a, an added bit to, oh, the D- D- Dave Damashek. It was the Damashek podcast, and the, it was just Mark and Dan got to do like a little segment at the end of the episode, and eventually it grew into their own show. And yeah, I, I love it. If you if you like our podcast and you like football, you will probably like their podcast because again, it's just it is that comfortable, familiar feeling where you just get to enjoy 
um, spending time with these people, even though obviously you're not spending time with them. And the, the fourth guy, uh, Chris, Ses- excuse me, Chris Wessling was it was crazy because I started listening to the show and I just connected with this guy so much. because I was like, wow, this guy likes football and books and philosophy. And I was like, we're like, we should be best friends. And then I got married like a month after he got married. And then we discovered we were going to have Joe. And a month later, they did like him and his wife did their um, their gender reveal. And it was just like, I just felt this super deep connection with this random sports caster I'd never met. But it was just like this, like this show feels like family. And this guy is just like I had like he feels like me and like my voice is being spoken into the show. And he he was a cancer survivor, which was really cool. And he was just he was so funny and so smart. And then he got cancer again and he died right before Super Bowl 54. And legitimately, it was more devastating to me than like several family members I've lost didn't shake me as much as when Chris died. He was just he was such a cool guy. And, he, you know, he had his he got married and then had his kid and then barely got to see him. And it was it was so heartbreaking. And then on top of that, Tom Brady won Super Bowl and it was just a bad week for michael yeah so not only is the show awesome but it's like hundreds of hours of archived content about little lincoln's dad where like someday he's going to be able to get to know his dad through listening to this podcast and i think that's just the coolest thing ever and i'll even sometimes go back and just listen to old like i will listen to the 2016 season all over again just because I enjoy these guys and their dynamics so much. Can't recommend it highly enough. Wow, I did not know that we were going to be talking about something so deep. (laughs) That's how you talk about a podcast. (laughs) At least that kid will have some good jokes when he gets a little older. Yeah. All right, my number two is uh, not a podcast because I only listen to nerd podcasts. It's an anime called IQ. Assuming nobody has heard about it. Ah, wow. <laughs> That's the widest thing I've ever... <laughs> All right, so Haikyuu is a volleyball anime. How much volleyball have you ever played, Lucian? Zero. The only volleyball I've ever played was at camp. There was only one guy who was good. He was a camp... He was like the leader of the camp. What do you call those? Director of the camp. And he absolutely destroyed it all. Destroyed all of us. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Was this your second year senior staffing? My first year. They did that both years. I can't remember his name. Middle school classic. But that's okay. Was it Matt? You can... Yeah, it was Matt. Oh, yeah. Didn't know he played volleyball. No, that dude is crazy good at volleyball. He is crazy good at volleyball. I, it's I it's the length, man. He's he's, lo- he's got long, skinny arms. He can just be everywhere. Yeah, absolutely destroyed us. But volleyball has this really fun thing with me is that I can be absolutely terrible at volleyball and have the most fun. I don't know what it is. Like, you can't, like, put a... You can't like put a baseball in my hand and be like, "Hey, go have go have fun playing baseball." That's not gonna happen. Maybe softball, but something about volleyball it just seems so approachable and it's so much fun. So, uh, high Q, super simple. So there's this middle schooler who is like five one. He's super short, but he falls in love with uh, men's volleyball. Men's volleyball isn't very popular in middle school. And so he doesn't get a chance to really play it. It wasn't until he went to high school where he joined the men's volleyball team. And as just playing volleyball, it is a very basic anime. The best part about this anime, which I won't go into too much detail, is the tension 
that they create while they're in the game. It is it is as similar to like a samurai showdown or like uh, I or another example would be like if you are a Game of Thrones fan, that tension that your main character might die is the same tension in this volleyball anime. I, I it is so weird, and I know you're listening here. You're you're in Norway or Sweden or wherever you are, Try and you're like, why Belgium? Belgium. Shop Bel- yes, you're in Belgium, and you're like, I don't know why I'm listening to this podcast, but I am. I don't know why this guy's recommending a volleyball podcast, a volleyball anime. I I dare you to watch it and not fall in love with these characters. Uh, Loki, though, out of all the out of all the anime you've pitched, that is by far the most interesting. Like, I don't know why, but I'm like, I like the sound of this one. I'm intrigued. It, it, What's the stream? It's good, man. It is. Uh, I think it's Crunchyroll. Well, it's Crunchyroll, and I th- I want to say Hulu, but I'm not 100 sure. It's either Hulu I, or Netflix or one of those. I don't remember. I just tried to Google it, and it just said "Bless you again." You know, it, it has. You have to do it five more times for it to be funny again. How do you spell this? <laughs> oh, you're being. I can't tell if you're being serious or not. No, I'm generally trying um, to Google it. <laughs> H A I K Y U. If you type in What's volleyball it? animate, it's the first thing. That oh, you that makes a lot of sense. Oh, you've been you've been pronouncing it wrong. It's there's two exclamation points. <laughs> I think, all right, maybe four time. It's funny. I'll take it. It's on Netflix. I, oh, it is I on Netflix. Know. It's on Netflix. Yeah. Do, do, does one of the, any of the characters have the glasses and they do like the classic anime slide up before they serve it of the glasses? Uh, you effing know it, big dog. I want to believe so. I don't remember. <laughs> I, I Cut that. So. That needs to be a drop. I, I want to say yes, where one of them has like sports glasses and he pushes it up. One Piece has the best push up glasses, though. And if anybody's a fan of One Piece, they'll know what I'm talking about. So, so I felt like also uh, Death Note had some pretty dramatic pushing up glasses. That one, that one is true. I think One Piece is fun because the guy has Freddy Krueger claws, and so he can't push his glasses up, so he uses the palm of his hand to push his glasses up. And I may or may not do it now because I think it's so cool, but whatever. <laughs> do you watch the live action? No, I don't have Netflix account anymore. Oh, yeah, I forgot. About it. Sorry. Sorry, bro. That's okay. Shout out to Netflix. It cucks. If that being said, if you want to uh, you know, sponsor the podcast... We will use Netflix <laughs> and we will smile. I watch all your crappy B movie reality TV show porn reality TV shows. I will say though, Love on the Spectrum is one of the best shows I've ever watched in my entire life. Uh, yeah, High Q, watch it. Bless it's you. amazing. I stopped watching it because it was so good. Like what? I got to a point where wait, I was like, what? I don't. No, you guys don't know. You guys don't do this. You guys ever no. like? You guys ever binge something so much and it's like it's like eating a really good meal where you just eat so much of it uh, so fast. I did that like, with uh, the Hunger Games books. I put down the first one so fast that I was like, I need a break and never went back. You need a break. Yeah, I, I'll go back to it. But I had a like, yeah, I, I was watching so much of it and I was like getting so invested that I just like I couldn't couldn't handle it. Some seniors were graduating and like things didn't get didn't go their way. And I was like, who's going to play center? I was it was it, dude, it got real. I started like I was like, I'll volunteer. Put me in, coach. I volunteer. Sure. He's our best spiker. I was like, I, I will do it. My number two is a documentary and. The reason why it's so high is because I've seen it three times. I don't know. There's like one other documentary that I think I've seen multiple times. But that is the the 30 for 30 on the Bad Boys Pistons. My 
always been a dirty work man, and, and people in Detroit loved that because I wasn't about trying to score and be flashy. Whatever I can do for this team and for this city, I'm doing it. He said he would only start if we said it was okay. And change was made. If you don't know what who the, the bad boys are, it's um late 1980s Pistons, so before I was born, but they were kind of like this this gruff and gritty team. And they they did some questionable, questionable uh basketball <laughs> things. We'll just we'll just leave it at that. They were they weren't known for always the best integrity, but that it was very like it, it really matched the city, like blue collar, like gruff and toughness that the um, the city of the city of Detroit kind of gives off. And it's just, man, it's so interesting. And like Isaiah Thomas is such like a like such a fun guy to listen to. And Dennis Rodman just has like the craziest stories ever. And it's it's a really well done documentary and it's narrated by Kid Rock. So looping it all back around. There you go. There's your number one Kid Rock moment. There you go. What a connection. There you go. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm happy I brought that up. Mm -hmm. And like even my wife has watched it multiple times, which is saying something for a sports documentary. I had, Whoa, that I had yeah, I had it on my wish list, and she's like, "Why would you want this? Like, you gonna watch it again?" I'm like, yeah, you know, it's a good one. We got it. We watched it once with her, and then like a month or so ago, she's like, "You know, I kind of want to watch the Bad Boys documentary again." I'm like, "There we go." So we this past weekend we watched it with my mom and all that, who was you know actually lived through the Bad Boys experience. But yeah, if you want some some cool basketball history and uh, just some some brutal plays. That happened and uh, funny moments and heartbreaking moments and go watch the 30 for 30. I think it's on ESPN plus You can go watch it there. And yeah, it's like two hours would recommend. Nice. I always just assumed 30 for 30s were 30 minutes long. They were not. I know it's you would think that they went well, up. They were uh, constantly going up against the uh, the Magic Johnson uh, Lakers, right? Yeah, so they were right at the end of the the Celtics and Lakers dynasty. There's like a whole five, six years where basically only those two teams went to the, the finals every year. And then they were kind of right before Michael Jordan's era. And people okay. people say that without the bad boy Pistons, Michael Jordan wouldn't have been what he was today because like they just physically dominated him and the team. And like that's what got him in the, the gym putting on like weights and everything. So you're welcome, Michael. I know you hate us. Uh, if you watch The Last Dance, they have two <laughs> two episodes basically dissing the bad boys. So we, two episodes, yeah. Yeah, so we we don't like Michael Jordan. We're, uh, well, uh, we're just other GOAT fan. I was going to say LeBron James, but I don't even think LeBron James is the GOAT in my book. So Michael will put up three. Yeah, I really liked, uh, I really liked the Michael Jordan documentary. I forgot what it was called, but I Last loved Dance. the last dance yes i loved how passionate he got talking about detroit and how angry he still has he still has after all these years he still has feelings he took it about, personally yeah 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 there's like he, like they didn't shake my hand and i was like bro this happened like 20 years ago also like slow down the celtics did that to the pistons so it was like a carry on like that's just kind of what it was like you know it's not like they were the first team to do that also didn't he win like six rings who cares five i think that's like six yeah, I think the best way to, if you've never seen 80s basketball, it is like watching the NFL. It's very rarely that whoever jumps up in the air will land on their feet. They're going to land on their head most of the time. Yeah, it's funny because <laughs> um, back in the yeah. day, they didn't like have technical fouls or anything. They would just find the team. So it's like they'd have like the top five teams fined and the Pistons were like double the second place team. Just the amount of fines they got from the, <laughs> the questionable plays, as we said. All right. My uh, number one, which I would not be surprised. We'll, we'll find out if I'm sharing it with Rob or not. Uh, but my number one piece of sports media is the greatest football movie ever made. In 2000? Remember the yeah. Titans. Yep. There it is. What did you say? 
need a water break. You need a water break. Water is for cowards. Water makes you weak. Water is for washing blood off that uniform, and you don't get no blood on my uniform. Boy, you must be outside your mind. Hmm. We are going to do up-downs until Blue is no longer tired and thirsty. <laughs> Denzel Washington, Ryan Gosling, Ryan uh, Hurst. Let's see who else is in there? Will Will Patton's in it? Gosh, there are so many big names. The the, the JD, nah, not JD, the guy from Scrubs. Um, Petey. Pelly Jones. Pe- yeah, character. Petey. Just like, it's ridiculous. Uh, Hayden Pennett, how do you pronounce her name? Penetier is in it. Uh, she was a big character in Malcolm in the Middle and also has a very successful career. Just ridiculous star-studded cast. Uh, and Harris? it tells... Uh, what Harris is... I don't know if you said what Harris or not. He's pretty I did not... That, that's the thing. Is this, oh, yep. Yeah, he played uh, Campbell. Um, it's yeah, it's then, ridiculous how many people are in this movie. Ethan's... Did you say Ethan? Yeah. Uh, nope, but he... Yep, Ethan... Uh, Subly? Subly. Subly, yeah. Crazy body transformation. Recommend you get that one. Is that the is that the big guy? Holy crap! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the big guy. Yeah, he's, he's like still a big guy, but he's a different kind of yeah. big guy now. Well, yeah, because he's in like the ranch. He's the cop in the ranch, and it's just crazy. He'll just pop up in the most random things. But yeah, it's, it inspires me to you know get a little more fit. But like without a doubt, well, honestly, it's one of my potentially it's my all time favorite movie. It's it's in the conversation for sure. But it's about the first high school to um, I, I believe it was the first high school is about T.C. Williams, which was one of the first high schools at the very least uh, to have forced segregation and about the football team and having to balance white players, black players and people trying to get along. And the, the white coach who's been the coach for a long time, and he was going to yeah, he was a shoo for the Hall of Fame, loses his job in place of Denzel Washington because they're it's essentially affirmative action. They're trying to just like they're like look like we're, we're gonna fire you and put in this black coach because we need to give them something and there's just there's all this tension and it's about these coaches learning to like to move past it it's about the players learning to move past it and there's just incredible character growth on every level and it is one of the most quotable movies mm-hmm. of all time it's up there with a um like a princess bride and its quotability just so good Killer soundtrack. I watch this movie at least once a year. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, hopefully I didn't steal everything Rob was going to say. I mean, that's basically it. Just that, you know, it's definitely like I feel like when I was playing football, like if there's a movie getting quoted, it's that movie. And it, yeah, it's so good. So many good one liners. Denzel Washington, obviously a great actor. I think un- underrated, but he yeah, go check it out. So I can say it's even if you don't like sports movie, it's fun. It's funny. It'll rip your heart out, you know, all that. But one thing I did find was interesting is I, d- I didn't know this much later, but a lot of the games that kind of like shuffled around the historical games schedule. So like the, the last mm-hmm. game in the movie was actually like in the middle of the season because it just like blew out the last opponents or whatever for like the, the big game. But yeah, they, they kind of shuffled it up for dramatics. Yeah, which I, I understand. Uh, yeah. And the other, the other cool thing about it is it's like it's so quotable for fun one liners. And it's also so quotable. And like, there's some moments where it's just like, gosh, some of Denzel's lines just like goosebumps, you know, like brother killing brother with malice in his heart. Just like when he's standing in at Gettysburg and it's just like, oh, like his delivery is so good. It, it just has his full range where he's so funny. And when it comes time to be serious, you're just like, like, I, I couldn't crack a joke. And my specialty is cracking jokes in inappropriate moments. I'm still like, nope, uh, time to be respectful. Denzel stalking. Just oh, so good. Some of the best your mama jokes you'll ever hear. Classic. What's wrong with you, man? 
I, I just oh, my back. Oh, I just oh, gave oh, her tears, oh, Mama, a piggyback, and she's twice oh, as big oh, as I am. <laughs> that is another. That is probably a contender for my all-time favorite quote. Like it is. That is one of the most vicious. Like that's one of my favorite type of jokes. Is when you like you set somebody up to get them to ask you the question that you then punchline on. Um, and he, it was just it was masterful. Oh, my gosh, so good. Hot take. I actually really liked up downs in football practice. Yeah, Interesting. I just love throwing my legs out behind, falling to the ground, going up. I, I was just, I, you know, I'm, <laughs> Yo, I'm not all mentally here. I get that. I'm not all That's mentally here, so, you know. <laughs> That's insane. How many, how do you, how many do you have you done? I don't at know. Most? I don't know. Probably tw- 10 minutes. I don't have long the coaches you know, had us do it. 10 minutes? I don't know how long they do. No, I just they I, did up downs until Rob was no longer tired and thirsty. You didn't have to count your up downs. I don't. You dude, it's it's been freaking like fifteen years. I don't remember. <laughs> I didn't play in college like you. I played volleyball. I, I'm not. I'm not saying. It's not like a. It's, I'm. It, I was just. A, I would like to just, 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 just share a moment. I didn't know. We were just trying not to get blown up by forty our next game. Come on, man. <laughs> I did a hundred out of balance. That's the most. Also, Denzel's energy is so good in that movie. I don't really know any movie like he, you know, phones it in. Like, I don't know. Every movie I can think of, no, he's, he kills it. Yeah, he's always so good. But that's just like, that's uh, that's one of my core Denzel movies. It was also a movie. Um, my grandma showed me this movie when I was, I was maybe 10. And my grandma died when I was like 16 and she was a really big part of my like learning to have self-confidence. And I, I named my daughter after her. And so I was watching this movie a while ago. Uh, last time I watched it, there's like a really emotional point in the movie. and I was kind of tearing up because um, the movie also has so much more weight because it's something I associate with my grandma. And my daughter came up to me and she was like, Dad, are you OK? And like gave me a hug. And I just totally lost it. Um, And it was just this wonderful transcendent moment for me where it was like, wow, I'm having this moment where the movie's sad and I miss my grandma. And now my little daughter is here trying to comfort me, who I named after my grandma. And it was just like, like, I I have nothing but good memories connected to this film on top of it just being an absolute right joke crushing it. She no longer in Uh, trouble for breaking your DS. Or she still he officially gets a pass now. Yeah, she is. She is. Uh, <laughs> she is back in the good books. Did she snap it or did she do something else with it? I don't. I, I honestly, I don't even know what she did. But like, the screen just has all these like blacked out chunks in it now. Probably like pushed too hard on it, like destroyed the pixels. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. All right, Lou, bring us home. Yeah. How can I follow with that? Holy jamoli! Should have just made remember the Titans. You number one. I but, you know, go ahead. I, talk about Mario Kart. And I. <laughs> I'm gonna leave if you have Mario Kart as a top. I'm not gonna pick Mario Kart. Good lord. It was just an option. I had a hard time making a list with this one, man. Can't wait to talk about anime at some point. So I will say, uh, this movie is not better than Remember the Titans. Is it Airbus? Uh Remember the Titans. <laughs> Holy <jamoli. laughs> No, but that would be hilarious. Uh I did is like Airbud 2. Bro. No, it's, it's a Air Bud 7. <laughs> The movie that I picked, which I think has some sort of respect, is Sandlot. Come on! We'll take you on right here, right now! Come on! You plan a real diamond porter? You ain't good enough to lick the dirt off our cleats. Watch it, jerk! Shut up, idiot! Moron! Scab eater! Butt sniffer! Puss licker! Fart smeller! You eat dog crap for breakfast, geek! You mix your weeds with your mama's toe jam! Yeah! You bob for apples in the toilet! And you like it. You play ball like a girl. Oh, 
that's a good one. I, I have a feeling that Remember the Titans is going to get brought up. And so I was trying to think of another one. So if you don't, uh, if you haven't watched Sandlot, where have you been? North uh, Dakota. North Dakota. You think people in North Dakota don't watch Sandlot? Yeah. Uh, it's a coming so of age classic, that movie. It is. It is one of the cla- most classic, I think. Uh, so it's based off in the 60s. There's this kid called Scotty Smalls, and everybody calls him Smalls. And he is a, a new, he just moved into this neighborhood. He's a new kid. He has this really weird relationship with his stepdad, uh, where his stepdad loves baseball. And so he's trying to teach this kid who baseball, and he, he has no, he just doesn't catch on to it. He has like no ability to do it. And so this kid, I can't remember, I think it's just naturally where he just like finds this group of kids who are always playing baseball in this like, in this like lot. That's why they call it Sandlot. And they bring them in. And it is, I think the, the, what I think I like the most of it is that this kid has zero confidence in himself. He has like, he doesn't know who he is. He didn't grow up with a father. And if he did, the father wasn't good. And so he, he's just has, is so confused on who he is as a person. And, but these like, just these crazy, just like hood rat kids who just, all they love to do is just like play baseball and like show love to each other, accept this kid in. And just teaches him to be confident in himself. And and he learns that through baseball. And I, I think it's super awesome. And then they, they just go through just like shenanigans. And it just teaches me a lot. I love the, my one of my favorite scenes is the the swimming pool scene. What a player. Um, <laughs> what would you say, Robert? So what a player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's this kid who's like big glasses. He's just like this horny little bastard. He fakes drowning so that the lifeguard, who is a, is a babe, gives him mouth to mouth, thinking that he, she's trying to save his life, but really he's just looking for a kiss. And uh, terrible just lifeguard, like, like, like <laughs> did not look for any of the signs that they need mouth to mouth. Robert was a lifeguard. I was years ago. That's the reason why. Back, back in my was, prime, back in his prime, swimming miles with his washboard abs. Mm. <laughs> yeah it's so good it, i i can't say i don't want to ruin it too much if you never watched it before but yeah it's a beautiful movie it is almost as quotable as remember the titans like it is another one just with endless one-liners the first time i saw it when i learned that you're killing me smalls was a quote from this movie blew my childhood mind like i could not believe I was like, that's where this comes from? I, I just, purposely yeah. didn't do any of the one-liners so that I could just alley-oop it to one of you guys so that you could just <laughs> right. say you're killing me, Smalls, or some more what? <laughs> he kissed a woman. He kissed her long, and he kissed her hard. <laughs> Squince Paladoris became a man that day. <laughs> oh I'm going to come yeah, here every day of my adult life. <laughs> I think one of the best narrations of all movies. I can't think of a better narrator. <laughs> uh, apart from the Pokemon narrator, he was pretty solid. Pokemon narrator is pretty good. Sam Elliott. Um, I mean, Big Lombowski. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, oh, geez. Uh, Morgan Freeman in um, Shawshank. Mm, that one That one haunts me at night. That's a, that's a good one. I'm about to have a, a, one, uh, a number one sports media movie marathon after this. Lou, what are we talking about for next week? Uh, next, we're going to talk about the top five most embarrassing moments. Oh, gosh. Ooh, 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 ooh. That is going to be interesting. That's going to be on the internet forever, so be careful what you pick. problem is, like, I just try to block them out of my mind. Like, I don't... Should we try and get, uh, should we try and get Hot Kyle on, and then we only have to come up with three? There we go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that'd be pretty fun. 
I can only imagine he's like, oh yeah, I just wasn't as hot that day. That was the problem. <laughs> oh, he's got that some good super, ones. Does he? That's good. Yeah, I, I think it'd be nice to do three versus there's versus five. Uh, if you need to go to a therapist and really hash some things out before you have this podcast, go for it. You know, don't be afraid. All right. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Top Podcast. If you enjoyed, leave us a like and a comment on YouTube or a five-star review on any of the other platforms. Till next week, peace out. And remember, you bob for apples in the toilet and you like it. That's what I'm talking about. Like that, man. <laughs> That's what we need to keep that energy the whole, every single time we exit out of this. <laughs>